1 John chapter 5, Faith in the Son of God. Steps, it's step seven in there, eye of love. It says, we humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Verses 11 through 15. Uh, and this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So whoever has God's Son has life. Whoever does not have his Son does not have life. I write this to you who believe in the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. And we can be confident that he will listen to us whenever we ask him for anything in line with his will. And if we know he is listening when we make our request, we can be sure that he will give us what we ask for. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your living word. Amen. The Recovery Bible says that step seven is in there to know the love of God and give him the trust okay it says most of us probably aren't used to getting the things we ask for how can we have confidence that God will hear our prayers how do we know he will answer when we ask him to remove our shortcomings the apostle Paul wrote Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Ephesians 1.4 God's primary goal is to make us holy, that is, to form his character in us. Looking through the eyes of love, he already sees us as we will be when his work is done. He sees the finished picture. Then he works out his goals for us in the area of everyday life. The Bible tells us God's discipline is always right and good for us because it means we will share in his holiness. It also means we have a daddy, a father. In Hebrews 12.10, it says God's discipline is always right and good for us. Because it means we will share in His holiness. Our holiness, the removal of our shortcomings, is God's will for each of us. The Apostle John wrote, We can be confident that He will listen to us whenever we ask Him for anything in line with when we make our request. In line with His will in line with his will and if we know he is listening when we make our request we can be sure that he will give us what we ask for 1st John 5 14 and 15 so this is what is telling me that the discipline gives me a listening ear to know God better pain is gain it is it is clearly God will, God's will to have our sinful shortcomings removed and He has promised to give us anything we ask for in line with His will. Therefore, we can have full confidence that God will remove our shortcomings in times. You know, um, if we say glory, glory, glory 
to our bodies, to our minds, we're getting closer to God's holiness because we were made for glory. He crowned us with glory and honor. So when we say glory and honor to you, Fernando, on the mirror, glory and honor, you're saying be restored. Instead of being disciplined, you'll be restored by your words, by your willpower, by talking about God's will towards you to the person you see in the mirror. May the glory and the honor be upon you, Fernando. We bless you in the name of the Lord. May the glory and honor be upon you, listening audience. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Yes, you take the blessing, take it. The glory and honor of Christ Jesus be upon you. All his finished work died on the cross for you to take away your sins and all your mishaps and everything. Even if you continue to mess up, you say, Glory and honor to you, Charlie. You will get this. It is a done deal. Just keep praising him. Hard to believe, huh? But it works. Okay, let's read a little bit more about uh, chapter 5. It says, Another evidence of spiritual recovery is godly discernment. The spiritual capacity to know right from wrong in verses 16 through 19, it says, if you, are, if you see a Christian brother or sister sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give that person life. Again, if you notice a person is falling down, you should pray that God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying we should pray for those who commit it. Every wrong is sin, but not all sin leads to death. The power of discernment is lost in codependency relationships. Regaining it is at the heart of the recovery process. Until we see ourselves as God sees us, our moral inventory will be flawed and self-excusing. Whoa. In verses 20 and 21, it says, John concludes his letter by reminding us who the true God is and warning us not to let anything take God's place in our hearts. He cautions against us. He cautions against entertaining any false ideas about God. We can know the true God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Recovery involves eliminating all wrong ideas about God. Any material substitutes for Him and all controlling sins, recovery means putting God in His right place as the absolute Lord of our lives. Someone has said only Jesus Christ is able to control a person's life without destroying it. In a restored relationship with God, the submission of our life and will to His control is the way back to sanity. Amen. And First John 5, a little more, it says, 
we see that another encouraging sign of true recovery is answered prayer. It is gratifying to know that when we pray according to the will of God, He has promised to hear and to answer us. Our greatest resource of recovery are the Word of God, by which we can learn God's will and prayer, through which we talk to God and present our need to Him. You see, that's why God said He hasn't made His terms too hard for us. All we got to do is, as a fundamental resource of operating system, our default mode is for me, Fernando, is to memorize verses 14 and 15. Once I got those in my heart, verses 14 and 15, then I can use them as and accept them in acceptance to contrary action towards the problems, okay? Yeah, I need a full tank of gas to go to the meeting. Uh, I need more faith and strength to work with others and see the the users and see the ones that want to get sober so I can help and say the proper things. 14 and 50. And we can be confident that he will listen to us whenever we ask him for anything in line with his will. And if we know he is listening when we make our request, we can be sure that he will give us what we ask for. Can you imagine reading and be- these over and over again, saying them out loud till you believe them? Once I believe them, I can use them against uh, doubt, lack, unbelief. Um, I can use it as a, as a proxy to uh, to obtain prayers. You know, we pray for our enemies that the light of Christ will be on their heads. We pray for their enemies, for their welfare, their their health, and their happiness. We pray for our enemies that they will receive life. Life that will pull out the darkness out of them. In the name of Jesus, the Lord rebuke Satan away from their lives. The Lord rebuke sickness and disease away from our enemies' lives. May God pull and rebuke Satan out of their lives. Get out by the blood of Jesus Christ. Satan, I command you, get out and leave our enemies. Let them see the light. Let the light of God reach their hearts. Let them receive salvation. Let him receive goodness and mercy and loving kindness. Thank you, Lord, for restoring them. Thank you, Father, for making them walk in righteousness for your glory and your honor. Amen. Okay, now let me go ahead and read the whole chapter in contents. Context. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is a child of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey His commandments. Loving God means keeping His commandments and, really, that isn't difficulty for every child of God defeats this evil world by trusting Christ to give the victory. 
and the ones who win this battle against the world are the ones who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by His baptism in water and by shedding His blood on the cross, not by water only, but by water and blood, and the Spirit who also gives us the testimony that this is true. So we have these three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree, since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about His Son. All who believe in the Son of God know that this is true. Those who don't know God that this is true, those who do not believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about His Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. So whoever has the Son, whoever has God's Son has life. Whoever does not have His Son does not have life. In conclusion, I write to you who believe in the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. And we can be confident that He will listen to us whenever we ask Him for anything in line with His will. And if we know He is listening, when we make our requests, we can be sure that He will give us what we ask for. If you see a Christian brother or sister sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray, and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death, and I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it. Every wrong is sin, but not all sin leads to death. We know that those who have become part of God's family do not make it a practice for sinning, for God's Son holds them securely and the evil one who cannot get his hands on them. Let me read that again. We know that those who have become part of God's family do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely and the evil one cannot get his hands on them. We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the power and control of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has, and He has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now we are in God because we are in His Son, Jesus Christ. And now He is the only true God and He is eternal life. Dear children, keep from anything that might take God's place in your heart. Amen. Notice that here is another absolute acceptance verse. If we absolutely accept this verse by writing it over and over again, let's say for an hour, for 10 days, and this will be, and we know that those who have become part of God's family do not make a practice of sinning, using, drinking, brawling, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot get his hands on them. We know that we are children of God, and that the world around us is under the power and control of the evil one, not us anymore. 
And we know that the Son of God has come and he has given us understanding so that we can know the true God and now we are in God because we are in his Son, Jesus Christ. We are in God because we are in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God and he is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take place. God's place in your heart. Amen. So right there and then, here's another acceptance. You know, we don't just accept problems, you know, that, oh yeah, well, I might as well use and accept the problem, right? I'm a loser. Uh, I gamble. I yell. We can do something against it. We can... um, Memorize the scripture. Write them over and over again till we believe them. And then we combat the negativity and the laziness of our bodies and souls. Amen. May the word of the Lord be upon your heads. We bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the word of God richly live above your heads and in your heart. And may the love of God grow more and more as you read his word and you are purified with glory and honor glory and honor to you in Jesus name be made whole amen and amen